All This podcast is brought to you by All This International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our AI in Action series, where leading minds in AI from across the world share their story, success, and advice. AI in Action cuts through the hype and explores the true impact of artificial intelligence in our world today. You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Our guest today is Larry Williams. Larry is the president and CEO at the Technology Association of Georgia. Larry, welcome to the show. Great, JP. Thanks for having me, and I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, we're delighted to have you. So coming at the episode in a slightly different direction today, but going to be very interesting. So let's start with yourself, Larry. Can you give us a bit of background on your journey in technology from where you got started, some of the roles you've held along the way, and take us up to today as the president and CEO of TAG? Well, JP, thanks for that question. I will give you a little bit of the history of me, but try to keep it focused. It's interesting. My background has actually been in economic development and even international development. So really what's always been interesting to me is the intersection between society social good and business and how they can work together. Economic development, you know, is really about how do we attract people to different geographies? How do we help them to provide investment? But really what's always been interesting to me is that job creation piece. So to me, there's nothing more important to a human being than having a great way to be able to provide for their family, be able to provide for themselves in a way that they can actually grow, not just a job, but to have a career and a way to progress and see a future. And that's always been able to motivate me. And whether I did it very early in my career when I was working in international development in very rural development areas of the Amazon basin or in Peru in the highlands, all of these things came together about how we could improve people's lives. Now, as I thought about it, doing it more in economic development, whether it be in Seattle, Washington, or the Research Triangle in North Carolina or in Miami, and most impressive in Atlanta and Georgia, those have always been motivators to me. But one thing I realized is that it's really about innovation, and innovation is what drives job growth. And the way that we apply innovation and to economic development is really where TAG lives. It really does think about what are the ways that we can improve the people's lives? How can we create new processes, new services, new new technologies that can actually create businesses that create the jobs, the careers that I've been talking about, and not only improve the lives of the employees that happen to be at those companies, but things that actually touch the lives of people around us and actually improve our lives as well. So that's a little bit about my journey. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I want to jump into your current role as the president and CEO at TAG now, specifically with a view on the AI and innovation side. You and I have spoken in detail previously about the great initiatives and why there's such an emergence of tech startups or companies moving to Georgia to, to head up this new wave of innovation. But taking it a step back, what is the day-to-days of your role at TAG and as an organization What is the focus on AI-specific innovation? JP, it's a great job, and I'm really privileged to be able to serve the the 30,000 members that represent TAG. 
throughout the state of Georgia and beyond, quite frankly. And it's really about how do we inspire innovation that creates those results that I was describing before. So as the president and CEO, I'm the privilege of serving on the board of directors and leading a team of incredible professionals. And we focus in on a few areas and it's how do we actually connect uh, the people within our membership and with the community to make sure that people are developing the skills, developing different ways to contribute uh, in different sectors of society. So AI is an example, but also cybersecurity, digital health, cloud, how we are actually seeing things like user experience, a customer experience, how we see those things progress are extremely important for us. And so I'm delighted to be able to make sure that our membership is connected with each other and the community. We get to promote. A lot of people don't think about the state of Georgia as being one of the leaders in, in technology, and yet we are. And so being able to tell that story about, and often I describe it, JP, as Georgia's where technology meets the real world. And it's not always the sexiest new social um, social media app or a shiniest new object, but we have more companies here that are actually building out and driving revenue with technology than probably anywhere else. And it makes brands like Coca-Cola, Home Depot, UPS definitely recognized for the technology companies that they are and that they have been. That's how they've been building their business. That's how they connect from a B2B point of view. That's how they connect with their employees. That's how they connect with their customers. So technology is extremely important to Georgia. Georgia has been leaders in cybersecurity. And I see in the cybersecurity world, companies and our institutions, our academic institutions like Georgia Tech have really helped build all the layers of the onion in cybersecurity, going all the way back of partnering with the Department of Defense, with Georgia Tech and thinking about network and internet security, all the way up to the evolution of really business models of how we had to really think about cybersecurity created great companies like ISS that was later sold to IBM, but yet still resides, those functions still reside in Georgia. Uh, SecureWorks was another company that developed out of that research and that innovation in a, a public-private partnership, created a great uh, company that is now part of the Dell family of companies. But it also, and I'm telling this because the evolution, because another great company that came out was called AirWatch. And AirWatch was a mobile uh, cybersecurity application, and it was the first cybersecurity application that Apple allowed on the iPhone platform. And once you could lock down an iPhone, it really did put all of the other competition to push them aside. And the iPhone became the dominant choice at the time. And obviously now we have some other competition that's in there, but it really did allow for this for the iPhone to become dominant. What's interesting about that is, as I say in Georgia, cybersecurity, it's those evolutions of knowledge that allowed those phases to happen. And now as we think about cybersecurity and how it's intersecting with privacy, there's a great company called OneTrust here that's building up. And it's because of those generations of knowledge of the innovation that allows that to happen. FinTech, over 70% of all debit, credit, and reward card transactions are, those are processed through Georgia. So it's a dominant place. JP, I say that if you have 51% of the market share, you're number one. If you have 70%, you dominate. And that's what we do in this area of fintech globally. 
And then keeping up with the times, keeping up with that theme is not just a one-hit wonder. Right now, 80% of all commercial cyber currency transactions are processed through Georgia. So 80%, I'll say that again, 80% of all cyber cryptocurrency transactions in the world are processed through Georgia. So very important it's, fact. It's an incredible so, stat, yeah. Yeah. So again, a lot of things that people don't know. And so delighted to be able to point that out that we're here. The other thing that we do is we do a lot of lobbying to make sure that we continue to have a great state, a great business climate, and that we're keeping up with the times, whether it be tax incentives, or just make sure that our legislators know how important innovation is and how important industry sectors such as that are to our state economy and make sure that we continue to grow here. And then the fourth area that we focus on is preparing the next generation and the current generation of workforce. Workforce is number one today. You hear about it, you read about it. If you're building a company, you feel it. You've got to have the relevant workforce. And so we think about STEAM education, so science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics, and how that helps fuel and prepare the workforce of the future. We think about how do we develop and upskill people. We're looking at ways that we can upskill people that into areas where you don't necessarily have to have a four-year degree. So through certifications, through two-year degrees, there are other ways for us to meet the demand for workforce today. And lastly, in professional development, how do we prepare the next generation of leaders so the people that are going to be in the C-suite to make sure that they're skilled, not only with the hard skills when it comes to technology and innovation, but also the soft skills of leadership and how to manage and create cultures of innovation that build the technology of tomorrow. So that's what I do day to day. It keeps me busy, JP. <laughs> yeah, but it's so cool because you've certainly got the 10,000 foot view of all things technology going on in the entire state, which gives you unique access to some great innovation right, and startups, large multinationals, and everything in between. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team, or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com. One of the things you and I were talking about before we started to record was it was the impact of AI in particular. We were talking about the concept of AI for good. And I know in Georgia, there are some really incredible companies who are working there who've decided to make Georgia its home base, who are working with AI and using it for a direct impact. What are some of the some of the recent examples or are there some companies that you've come across in your time as the overseer of all things within TAG that stand out that you think represent AI for good? Some of the fun ones that you've seen that you think can have a great impact in the years to come. No, that's a great question, uh, JP, and a great perspective as well. You know, a stat that I ran across recently is that U.S. enterprises are implementing AI grew 270% over the past four years and tripled just in the past year. And so I think there are a couple of drivers for that. Not only, and I'll get into the technology in a second, but people are looking at ways to innovate. And it's interesting because a lot of the drivers aren't just about how do we get smarter and how do we do it with fewer employees? It's actually trying to fill gaps where employees just aren't available right now. And so they're looking at new ways to be able to deliver services, deliver value to their customers 
and AI is proving to be a very useful tool. So if I think about what's going on in the marketplace, you know, a lot of the AI examples are about predictive modeling. We look at the large, large stores. People are trying to predict what you might want to buy next. If they know that, hey, you were in the market for a new car, then they might also think, what do you need that's going to go with that car once you buy it? And so it could be a service contract. It could be, you know, some of these things are obvious, but they're really trying to think about what is your behavior going to be? As a lot of our retail has shifted as well to online, you know, we used to get very comfortable with things like the in-cap. All of a sudden, you walk into the grocery store with your grocery cart, and you didn't plan on buying the cookies, but the cookies were on display at the in-cap of the aisle, and you get the cookies. So in the digital world, it's actually thinking about what is your behavior? What are the things that you've thought of what you've been buying? What have you been perusing? And yes, the digital gods are watching what we do and our behavior. And a lot of times we opt into these things and allow them to watch these behaviors. But they're trying to say, okay, this is this is what's been happening. This is what you've been looking at. This is what you've been purchasing. What can we put in front of them to purchase next? So that's a lot about what companies have been doing with AI, predicting behavior in a different ways. And I used a couple of examples that are in the retail world. But we can also use artificial intelligence in the medical world. What is the things that are the predictors of, of heart attacks that can be done and can be automated and done remotely that could lead to notifications of a doctor or an emergency vehicle or the family themselves that someone might be about to have a cardiac experience. But being able to do it much faster and more accurately than we are today without predictive science like artificial intelligence. So I think there's a lot that can be going on. And as I look at it, there's a couple of ways that we've got to do to prepare that. One is the, through the workforce. And Schools here in Georgia Technology Institute, the third, largest, the third largest engineering school in the country, has been a leader in this. But the University of Georgia, we think about our historically black colleges and universities like Morehouse, Spelman, Clark Atlantic, Georgia State University. All of these great institutions are looking, Emory University, are looking at ways to pursue graduate degrees and undergraduate degrees in machine learning, which is the foundation of artificial intelligence but also the backbone is data science. And then moving that into not only software applications like I've been talking about, but the robotics and the engineering and, and now looking at what other AI business innovations can happen. And then we see a lot of investments coming from the National Science Foundation. JP, I'd love to hear what you have to say, and then I want to talk about some what some of our nonprofits are doing. Yeah, Larry, absolutely. I wanted to make sure that we give you the platform to talk about the nonprofit side of what's happening in TAG and around the whole uh, Georgia community in regards to AI, because I know there's a lot more happening, which can we want to bring some attention and shed light on. So please give us some insight on that and how it applies to the broader AI community in Georgia. You know, JP, I appreciate that. And I'd mentioned to you before that one of the things that motivate me and really get me excited every morning is this intersection, with, in a, this intersection of innovation and how it really does improve people's lives. You know, anytime we can bring it down to the person on the street and how it works for them, I think that's a great idea because that to me is what we're all in it. We've got to run our businesses. We've got to educate our children. We've got to do all of these things. 
but what are we doing to leave our world in a better place? And I think technology and innovation are areas that can do this. As I see some of the things that we're doing at TAG, you know, I look at the things that we partner with. And for example, we have a, a society, a committee that's dedicated to data science and analytics. And they have been launching some things where they've been working full with a company and a nonprofit called Enduring Hearts, a local nonprofit whose mission is to fund innovative research for children with transplanted hearts. And we found out that children that have heart transplants, rarely it's a small percentage that even make it to the age of 18. And we're really looking about what can we do to help fund this organization so that they can do the research into innovative technologies. But a lot of it is the things like I was talking about before, those predictive analytics, how can that data inform how, when is there systems that are starting to, to degenerate or to fail so that we can get in there and fix that problem that can start to make sure that these heart transplants last beyond 18 and into adult. How does this data really inform the next generation, not only of the donor pools, but also what is the things, the care, the critical care that's needed in the meantime to make sure that these children who have received a new heart are actually increasing their life expect expectancy and improving their quality of life. And we know that this data is going to help inform that process. So we're really glad about, we're really happy about this partnership with Enduring Hearts. Another area is with housing authorities and how we're really working with housing authorities to help them with predictive analytics as well. So a lot of, so we think about housing authorities and providing shelter for those who need it. That's exactly right. That's what they're there to do. But they're also there to provide ancillary support to help the people that are living there. That's the adults, that's the children, to make sure that they're getting other services that they need as well. So it's not just about it's not just about the roof over the head. That's extremely important. That's a basic need. If we're thinking about how do we develop the children that are living in that house, a hungry child can't learn. If they're worried about where their next meal is coming from, then we need to be able to help take that concern off the table so that they can go through school and they can focus on what they're doing. Same is true with an adult. If we're trying to get them retrained or get them some additional skills, we need to make sure that hunger is not getting in the way. That's just one example. But we start to be able to put together the pieces of the puzzle about, okay, we know that there's certain things that these these people need now, but what is it that they're going to need in the future? And even with a goal of how do we get them out of public housing and back on their own feet where they have their own houses and can even lead to their own ownership and developing developing their own base of wealth that allows them to be, continue to grow and provide for themselves and their families. There are other things that can help reduce homelessness. It's There are certain factors that go in that we're seeing with veterans. Obviously, certain people have addictions or alcoholisms or other community and social causes that we can help to start to provide the resources for people, again, to help them become more self-sufficient. And we're really proud about the work that we're going to be able to do with housing authorities to look at how this data science, analytics, artificial intelligence can help them with their missions. Larry, thank you so much for today. It's been great to, to learn uh, about the work that you're doing at TAG, the, the focus on 
business drivers, on talent, but more importantly, beyond the corporate side of things, the use of AI for good. It's really clear and evident in your mission, and it's obviously going to benefit not just the organizations who decide to base themselves out of Georgia for technology, but the, but the people uh, in Georgia and other states as well, because the companies who are working from Georgia and utilizing AI are impacting the whole country and in some cases internationally as well so it's very exciting time for the technology scene in georgia the combination of the universities having a focus but also the support at the corporate level from tag certainly leading the way so yeah we wish you the team and everyone at tag the best of luck in months and years to come and we're excited to see that the georgia tech community continue to grow thank you jp enjoyed the conversation i appreciate the opportunity to spend some time with Thanks for listening to this episode of the Oldest Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. You can also head over to our website, www.oldest.com, to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles, and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.